Hello, and welcome to Boston Private Perspectives. I'm Shannon Sakosha, Chief Investment Officer at Boston Private. With so much activity in Washington, on Wall Street, in our hospitals and labs, and not nearly enough activity on Main Street, this summer presents plenty of challenges for all of us to consider in what is usually a sleepier time for markets. While it's true that the narrative changes from day to day, there are several consistent themes which are likely to impact the capital markets globally over the next several months, and we are going to be spotlighting those themes through this forum. One of these is the fluid relationship between the U.S. and China. In our first segment in early June, we outlined the causes of the recent escalation of tensions between the two countries after we spent much of 2018 and 2019 embroiled in a diplomatic tit-for-tat which seemed to subside after January's Phase 1 trade deal. More recently, however, one of the biggest challenges has been the re-escalation of tensions between Hong Kong and China. The issue at hand is new legislation that is being affected in Hong Kong which essentially limits the right of citizens to protest the Chinese government. With these new laws in place, Hong Kong residents will be subject to similar restrictions on speech as mainland Chinese, which is a departure from the way Hong Kong has been ruled since it was transferred from British rule in 1997 under the One Country, Two Systems Edict. Part of this process was the negotiation of the United States-Hong Kong Policy Act of 1992, which granted Hong Kong autonomy from trade agreements or sanctions applied to China by the United States. As such, it came as little surprise that President Trump announced that he has now ended the special arrangement. This announcement was followed up by the decision by the State Department to close the Chinese consulate in Houston, citing evidence of subversive behavior undertaken by the consul and other diplomats based at that location and speculation that a fire, which outside of the structure of the consulate building, but within the property's boundaries, was intended to destroy evidence prompted the action. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo issued an address supporting the stance the Trump administration is taking in its efforts to reassert U.S. control and sovereignty in dealings with China. Speaking to a group at the Richard Nixon Presidential Library, fitting, one could say, Pompeo cited the conciliatory tone that the United States has taken over the course of several decades as the foundation for China's expanded global reach and economic success, and took the opportunity to once again attack both Huawei and the ongoing theft of U.S. intellectual property. Almost immediately, the Chinese government ordered the U.S. to close the Chengdu Consulate This location is strategically important as it sits in the capital of the Sichuan province and acts as an important location from which to monitor activity in Tibet. Given these events, it appears unlikely that any progress will be made on trade talks with China in the foreseeable future. So what are some of the longer-term impacts of a less-than-collaborative relationship between these two powers? First, it makes for a more challenging foreign policy stance for both countries. While it has been an uphill battle for communist China, the country has taken more of the stage in global policy and could take on a leadership role from Russia as oil prices remain subdued and cracks in the Russian facade from a nuclear power perspective could appear. 
While one could argue that Russia is a major power not only from a military perspective, their influence over surrounding countries and governments has been waning since the Berlin Wall came down. And although still a force to be reckoned with, China has become increasingly the more influential economic power and money talks on the world stage. Two, it leads to higher prices longer term. Global competitiveness and improvements in the supply chain have decreased producer and consumer costs over time. In fact, one could argue that looser trade policy globally has contributed in part to the continued lower inflationary environment that we have existed in for the last decade. While the move to lower cost production has created a squeeze for smaller local businesses who create goods, intermediary and finished goods manufacturers, and most certainly the end consumer, have benefited from global trade, including that with China. This is not a unique issue as it relates to the U.S.'s approach to China. In fact, the move towards more isolationist trade policy affects all of our relationships. Any move towards closing these open avenues of little or zero-cost trading worldwide will have inflationary effects which would be difficult to control through monetary policy. Three, escalated tensions threaten companies who have made a strategic decision to be active in the Chinese market. The Chinese market offers two things highly sought after by U.S. multinational companies, a growing middle class and highly skilled, relatively lower-cost manufacturing facilities. The first is clear. Just as the baby boomers helped to shift the U.S. into a more pronounced period of growth through their household creation and consumption, any country moving from a rural to urban, and then to what we know as suburban, population, creates a new base for everything from branded apparel to better health care. And U.S. companies are tapping into this market wherever they are permitted to do so. In addition, while the initial move of companies to China was based on low-cost production in areas like apparel decades ago, that low-cost, lower-skill production has shifted to other parts of Asia, and now the Chinese pride themselves on creating a platform for highly skilled manufacturing, particularly for technology components. That is why technology manufacturers were hit hardest any time tariffs were raised, as it could hinder them from importing these components at all or force them to pay much higher prices to do so. Four, there could be meaningful trade diversion on both sides. Taiwan, Mexico, the European Union, and Vietnam all benefited from diversion during the 2018 and 2019 tariffs in terms of exports to the United States. And given the European Union's already strong relationship with China from a trade standpoint, they benefited in terms of exports to China as well. Commodities exporters focused on energy and food could also see a tick up in exports to China if the U.S. is no longer a favored trading partner. I think it does make sense to cite some of the economic improvement we are seeing in the European Union, as well as the bloc's recent decision to issue debt to fund aid to COVID-19 affected partner states. Add in an expansion of trade with China and the EU economy could be poised for a solid recovery in 2021. But more to come on that in a later podcast. The ideal long-term impact, which is what the Trump administration is aiming for, is a more competitive environment for U.S. companies in China. Intellectual property theft has been a rampant problem for U.S. companies as has been competitive practices that advantage Chinese businesses, many of whom are in large part state-owned, 
over those operated by foreigners. How do we get from here to there is the key. Is it through continued cooperation and mutual compromise? Or is it closer to a winner-take-all scenario, with each country hitting the other where it hurts the most? Right now, the approach is somewhere in the middle, and it remains to be seen if this can produce the desired outcome, and how much collateral damage to both economies may result in the interim. Thanks again for listening to this week's podcast. I want to encourage all of you to reach out to our team here at Boston Private with any questions or concerns you may have. Providing guidance and support as a trusted advisor is our mission. If you have any questions or thoughts on my points today, you can find me on Twitter at Shannon Sikosha. You can also read our latest perspectives on the markets, the economy, taxes, estate planning, and a variety of other topics by visiting bostonprivate.com. If you want all of this information delivered right to your inbox, I encourage you to sign up for our newsletters also on our website. Be sure to subscribe to the Boston Private Perspectives on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you prefer to listen. And I look forward to coming to you once again from my home office next week. This podcast is solely for informational purposes and is not a solicitation or an offer to buy any security or instrument or to participate in any trading strategy. The opinions expressed and information contained in this podcast are given in good faith, may be subject to change without notice, and are as of the date issued. All sourced information is believed to be reliable but has not been independently verified. This podcast discusses general market activity, industry or sector trends, or other broad-based economic, market, or political conditions and should not be construed as personalized investment advice. The following does not represent a complete analysis of every material fact with respect to the topics covered herein. All investments carry a risk of loss. Neither BPW nor its investment professionals or representatives provide tax, accounting, or legal advice. Listeners should review any planned financial transactions or arrangements that may have tax, accounting, or legal implications with their advisors. For additional information about us, please refer to our Form ADV Disclosure Brochure, which may be obtained by contacting us at 800-422-6172 or info at bostonprivate.com. Private banking and trust services are offered through Boston Private Bank and Trust Company, a Massachusetts chartered trust company. Wealth management services are offered through Boston Private Wealth, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor and wholly-owned subsidiary of Boston Private Bank and Trust Company. Boston Private Bank is an FDIC member and equal housing lender. Investments are not FDIC-insured, not bank-guaranteed, and may lose value.